And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on Today's Experience. It's Marvelous, Monumental, Most Fascinating, Massively Mind-Bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds as one and draw closer to the King of Kings and glorify his name. First, we have finally arrived at some of my favorite Nehemiah portions. The scroll was brought before the assembly. Some churches demand that everybody be in the main gathering. Some churches require that only adults be at the central meeting. Some churches, like these two mentioned, should be more like Jesus. Kids are great, especially if they understand what's being taught. But for churches, listen to what I'm going to say, to use Nehemiah as their service structure means that no church has a roof. Please, child, <laughs> come on. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There's this other thing. How about some biblical proof that we live in a microwave church society? If any church larger is large enough, they have multiple services. And it goes, the herd comes in, the herd comes out, the herd comes in, the herd comes out. That's not as bad as I'm making it sound. But in Nehemiah, they all stayed together from early morning until noon. At a minimum, that's four hours of listening to the reading of the law. Can you say what's for lunch? Because uh, I know I can, and I know I have. And finally, and here's the challenge for the 21st century, pay attention. You have likely heard that expression. Or this one, I'm so broke I can't pay attention. Nowhere is that more true than in the modern church. We are so spiritually broke that if the pastor isn't fascinating, we start checking out stuff on our phones. Yeah. That's not too impressive to God. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Three fantastic ideas. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Eh. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oive. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. David, the little at sign, hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. And then you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you get to talk to Captain Chris. That could be lots of fun because talking to Captain Chris is like having a no blues Monday. And then you will be... 
just chase away the Monday blues, dude. I'm telling you, they ought to box you up and put you uh, in a museum. <laughs> I'm just going to let you figure out where it goes from there, buddy. I'm just going to let it alone. Leave it right there. Here's the bottom line, folks. If you have something that you want to share, let's say, okay, watch this. Let's say that you have a praise report you want to share. Perfect opportunity. Something great happened in the last couple of days. Share it. Okay, you think, well, I don't know how to share. It's all right. I don't know how to do a radio show. What's the difference? Okay, it doesn't matter. Just come on on, just share and do your best. Or maybe you've had something happen, right, and you need prayer for it. We need prayer for this. This is just going nutty, nutty, nutty. Let's join our faith together. Let's pray. Perhaps you've got something you just want to talk about, something that you've noticed, something you're catching on to, any of that stuff. Perhaps you noticed that we had almost a new commercial on uh, in the, earlier in the in the middle part. And I can tell you one thing. When school's over, there's going to be a lot more new commercials, but uh, not until. Uh, and I've started my last class today, so we'll talk about that in a little bit. Bottom line, we have all these opportunities to engage and connect with one another, as well as Bible trivia. Which disciple asked Jesus, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? Who asked that question of Jesus? If you think you know the answer, then you want to reach out to us. 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. couple of updates that people should be aware of. Please be praying for Noelle needs a little recovery, as I can tell you right now. She was supposed to have off today, but she had to go back in there so that she can clean up kind of the mess. Uh, so she'll be there for another eight hours. That's just a bummer. Uh, but just pray for her that she has refreshment and keep praying for Don who owns the studio and for Jennifer who runs this station and for Captain Chris who helps us keep everything flowing because without him, there'd be no ping pong sounds. <laughs> uh, and then additionally, I'm just catching you up. I am in my last class officially started today. I already had so I've already in the first hour of the class. I've already had to send the professor something. <laughs> that was to the side of it, you know. <laughs> like I looked up to the Lord and I said, this is coming to an end, right? <laughs> right? This is coming to an end, right? I mean, that's that's the thing I was asking. All right, uh, trivia question, then we'll get into the teaching. I'm not missing anything on this part, am I? I think we're okay. Uh, trivia question is... Uh, which disciple asked Jesus, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? Who asked that question? If you think you know, reach out to us. 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We are in some of my favorite portions of Nehemiah. None of this material is meant to offend anybody. So if you have an offensive uh, mindset in it, then ask God to forgive you. Anyhow, here's where we're at in Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 1. So, on October 8th, Ezra the priest brought the scroll of the law before the assembly, which included the men, the women, and all the children old enough to understand. He faced the square just inside the water gate from early morning until noon and read aloud to everyone who could understand. I'm going to read the whole text. And all the people paid close attention to the book of the law. 
Ezra the scribe stood on a high wooden platform that had been made for the occasion. To his right stood Matthiah, Shema, Aniah, Uriah, Hilkiah, and Messiah. I'd say it's Messi-I. Sorry, my bad. To his left stood Padadiah, Michelle, Mijkak, Hashum, and Hashbadunu. I can't say that guy's name for the life of me. Uh, Zechariah and Ezra. Ezra stood on the platform in full view of the people. When they saw him open the book, they all rose to their feet. That's the beginning text of Nehemiah. Let's just talk about this real quickly. In the church today, the church tries to use some of this portion as how they run the service. I don't know if you do that or not. So what happens is some churches will say, oh, see, all the kids need to be in the element of uh, 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 all, all of the uh, the people need to be in the element of listening to what's going on. Sorry, I just had a little thought there that, that went through my brain. They need to be all together. They need to listen. Everybody gets together. Uh, they, they all are in there who can understand. And some churches come around and say, everybody needs to be in the congregation, uh, all kids too. And then other churches say, all the churches need to uh, have everybody in there except the kids. The kids have to be out because uh, they're too young and they're too unruly. And they'll use this text as their basis to how to define what a service is. <laughs> Let me just say that right now. And when the people gathered together in this situation in, in uh, Nehemiah 8, just so you can know, with Nehemiah and Ezra, it started to rain. There was no roof, and the people were getting wet. If you want to follow how they did it in the time of Nehemiah, you can use it as your church service, get rid of your roof. No roofs allowed. It doesn't matter whether you have all the kids in there or don't have all the kids in there. It doesn't mean, don't say, well, it has to be this way or it has to be this way or it has to be this. It doesn't have to be anything, okay? If in one church you think, well, we'll put the kids in, we'll put the certain age kids in, we'll put none of the kids in, fantastic. God's not up there going, oh, no, it's so different than it was. I'll tell you right now, churches today do not do what they did in the time of, of, of Nehemiah and the time when they were doing, doing this circumstance, because first and foremost, not one church that I'm aware of sits there and reads the word for four straight hours— and then have everybody go, oh, yes, yes, oh, very good, yes, yes. So let's be, let's be honest about it. There's nothing wrong with taking bits and pieces of this text and using it for your church service. Just don't drop it as a law. Because if you're going to follow it as a law, you better hope it's not windy. Because you can't have a roof. <laughs> I'm just saying, see, this is the kind of stuff you sit there and think, well, no, but our church, I don't care. If you're going to follow it, follow Well, We just take bits and pieces. So does everybody else. There's nothing wrong with that. If your church likes to have the kids in there, great. If your church doesn't have the kids in there and they have a church, kid's church, great. If your church does a mix, great. In other words, where you go to church and how they do it, that's not the issue. You know what the issue is? Is God there? <laughs> not, how do we do this? Is God at your church? That's the question that has to be answered. All right, somebody uh, going to answer the trivia question? All right, we'll, we'll do that right now. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Don. 
Yeah. How are you? Do, do me a favor. Turn your radio down just a little bit. Getting a little echo feed. Okay? Well, I'm trying to. I know. I know. Sometimes it's hard. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. So are you ready to answer the trivia question, brother? Yes, sir. All right. So this is a great question because most of us do not really follow this and that's i I say that almost chuck uh laughing but it's true well here's the question which disciple asked jesus lord how many times shall i forgive my brother when he sins against me up to seven times who asked that yeah yeah, peter peter is the one that answered the asked the question but that's not what jesus told him (laughs) correct so let's give you that now what did jesus tell them when he goes up to seven times what did he, how do you respond? He said, brother, it's 70 times 7. That's right. Exactly <laughs> right. So here's the thing. So you actually have people go, well, that's 490. And if somebody sinned against you 490 times and you broke that down to an actual interaction between asking for forgiveness, sinning, and going through that whole process, it would take like Four days. I mean, they just kept going on this whole thing. It's like, I think that's missing the point. I think the point is, stop it. If your brother asks you for forgiveness, you better say yes. You better say yes. Because doesn't God always say yes to us? That's right. That's right. Sure does. Exactly. Excellent job, bro. That's strong. Good, good work. Put me back to your friend. I was going to try to make a contribution and I didn't know how to do that. Okay, you mean to the church, right? Yeah. Or to the ministry, to the church. See how I'm losing the my men- mind? All right, so there's th- there's th- a couple ways to do it. You can do it on the website, but if you're not comfortable doing things on the website, on the website are is the address for the station, and you can always write a check and make it out to HMIM. It tells you that on the website, and then it gives you the address. Or if you need to talk to me personally, then after the church hours, you can, or after the, after the ministry hours, boy, I'm losing it on that one, you can call me and we set up a time, and then I kind of walk you through whatever process you want to go through. So there's a couple of different ways to go about it, whatever you're okay. most comfortable with. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you very, very much. You got it. God bless you. Bye-bye. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right. And then, if you, of course, if you want to come up to the station with a wheelbarrow full of money, you just got to let us know. I have never had that happen. Have you ever had that? A wheelbarrow full of Here you go, Dave. Here's a wheelbarrow Not got a wheelbarrow full of money yet. Okay. I've never had anybody come up to the any station with a wheelbarrow, let alone full of money. So, anyway. All right, we'll take our break. People are like, why are you losing it on the the way that I love churches and I love that churches do things differently. And I wish all of us would love that because it's cool. It's cool that they do things. In other words, there's not just one way to do it. There's just one way to get in. Okay, we'll take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. 
To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemusincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemusincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. That is great. You see, now that, you cannot, I mean, that's compared to a spring and a bouncy thing. So you jumped off the, the dock and then blew up, right? See how I can, that one was really good. Okay. Uh, oh, relax. Uh, history. Let's do history real quickly. Let's go lifting in the past. Let's go lifting in the past. All right. Uh, I don't know how to do this one. You know how yesterday we didn't have the best one, right? Okay. First of all, it's National Battery Day. Okay, well, that's oh, fine. I love batteries. You love batteries? I mean, They're so great. <laughs> I, just, I don't even know. I don't even know how to comment to that. I love batteries. They're so great. Which one? The silver ones? The gold ones? Which oh, ones? Oh, I mean, I don't know if I could pick a favorite. I just don't know. And then also, uh, it's uh, <laughs> Thumb Appreciation Day. I love having thumbs. <laughs> Uh, what do you like more, batteries or thumbs? Oof, tough call. Okay. On Christ the solid rock I stand. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Well, in the middle of that, Phil, I thought we were supposed to be coming back. This is how bad it gets. Is this Monday? It's a fun day Monday, though. It sure is. It's, we're having fun. We just, you know, not all together there. I woke up this morning, and I knew I had to, like, do this quiz or whatever. And I was thinking, I better do my devotions first because my brain is not working. <laughs> literally, it's like I'm, I'm not going to get very far in this unless I spend some time with the Lord. Uh, and then the other thing I want to say is Deb had something so funny. Yeah, Aunt Deb, because she's part of our, our board. She uh, said, maybe your doctorate needs to be just miserable for you to not to want to continue to the next level to go any further. It's like, that is so true. <laughs> she is so right. Uh, it's just so miserable. It's like, nope, this is it. Nope, sorry, done. All right, here's your trivia question. Uh, this is a good, good question. 
Okay, I don't, this is a good, good, good one. Was it Job, Joel, or Joseph who declared, I know that my Redeemer lives? Hmm. You can play the horn on that. That's a, that's a challenging one right there. Right there. Was it Job? Joel or Joseph, who declared, I know that my Redeemer lives. Mm, if you think you know the answer, reach out to us, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And then you can send an email, david at he must increase dot org. Okay? All right. Okay? All right. I like I, I sent this off to you know we we just did this and then uh, Eric had sent uh, a text and I like what he said he goes he goes children check chairs check roof check God double check <laughs> it's like that's exactly right it's like yeah double check that make sure God's there it's always it's always a good one you know is God here we're not sure bye. <laughs> I love what John Wimber said. People don't like it, but he said the greatest thing. He goes, if God is at the church down the street and it's not here, I'm leaving our church. It's like, amen. You want to be where the Lord is. That's really the key. All right, we're never going to get through half this, are we? Probably not. Uh, <clears throat> spell check church bulletin bloopers. I got a couple of them. Uh, the Get ready? Okay. One letter can make such a difference, right? The spring retreat will be hell May 10th and 11th. Instead of held, hell. See? <laughs> That's a good one. The senior choir invites any member of the congregation who enjoys sinning to join. <laughs> These are all off by one letter. This is why that's so funny. See what one letter can do to change the effect of how something is uh, perceived? Uh, the outreach committee has enlisted 25 members to make calls on people who are not afflicted with the church. The third verse will be sung without musical accomplishment. <laughs> the agenda was adopted. The minutes were approved. The financial secretary gave a grief report <laughs> instead of a brief report. Pastor is on vacation. Massages can be given to the church secretary. <laughs> Come on. Instead of messages, massages. Uh, ushers, instead of ushers, will seat latecomers. Ushers will eat latecomers. Forgot the S. And then attend and you will hear an excellent speaker and heave a healthy lunch. <laughs> there you go. See, letters in the wrong place. Those are pretty good, right? All right, not bad. All right, our trivia question, we'll, we'll get back on track. Relax. Uh, is uh, what is our trivia question? Uh, was it Job, Joel, or Joseph who declared, I know that my Redeemer lives? It's not all three, Deb. <laughs> you got to pick one. Uh, <clears throat> okay, let's uh, go back to the text because I want to make sure you understand this. And I just want you to catch this one thing. So uh, we'll get into the depth of it in a second, but. Uh, it's October 8th, Ezra the priest brought the scroll of the law before the assembly, which included the men, the women, and all the children old enough to understand. He faced the square just inside the water gate from early morning until noon and read aloud to everyone who could understand. 
And you just stop right there. And you just think about this. And I want you to be really, don't just be honest. Don't be weird about it, right? We go to church and some people will go to the yeah, like an 8.30 service, a 10 o'clock service, right? Uh, 10.30 service, whatever the case may be. If that church service is two hours, including announcements, videos, music, the message, skit, or anything else, everyone who's listening to my voice would go, that's long service. <laughs> right? These guys from early morning, so if even if you're going to go 8, which you should be saying 7, but if you're going to say 8 until until the middle of the day, which at, at, at the shortest would be 12, which would probably more likely be 1, but that's not the point. Even though it's probably 6 hours, I'm just going with 4 to drop it down. Just think of yourself in church, no matter how great the pastor is, how great the service is, and for Four straight hours just reading the Bible. And in our society, which is microwave uh, expertatus, and we're so experts at microwave, I mean, we can't wait. If you can't get our popcorn in 60 seconds because it took six minutes with a Jiffy Pop, that's not acceptable to society, which I always found to be funny that one of the first things they came up with for a solution for food in the microwave was popcorn. I just thought that was kind of a weird thing. But the point is we have very little patience for the process. And that's what happens in reading the Word. That's what happens, I think, sometimes when people read their Bible is they read for 10 minutes— and if they're not getting something, it, they think this is getting boring, and they stop. And they don't realize that it's the persistence and the continuance. That's where the revelation comes in even greater. So if you're praying or if you're reading and you're thinking, it's not getting very far, I'm just going to bail on this, go deeper, go further, go past that. Because the gold might be just six inches away, and you don't even know it, right? You know that story? You've heard that story about the guy that uh, – we'll close with this, and then we'll do the trivia question. The guy that that, that thought he had a, a strike, a gold strike, so he, he spent the money, and he bought the uh, – the peep the the land and he brought machines in and they dug and they dug and they had some proof nothing nothing you know extreme but they had proof there was gold there and they kept digging kept digging and then they they didn't get enough and so he stopped and he sold it and tried to recover some of his money and the next person came in and went six inches deeper and found the gold vein and became a billionaire the idea behind that is to go deeper don't stop just short of the gold you want to go deeper. That's what it is when you're getting into the Word. That's what it is when you're praying. That's what it is when you're doing service, right? So if your service goes long, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, one, that you're not listening for four hours. And then praise the Lord, two, that we need to have a better biblical attention span than we do. All right, somebody want to answer the trivia question? All right, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Oh, hello, David. This is Cordelia. Hi, Cordelia. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Oh, God, I'm glad to hear that. It's great to hear your voice. Okay. 
And um, yes. Yeah. Are you ready? You ready to answer the trivia question? Uh, yes, I am. All yes. right, here you go. Was it Job, Joel, or Joseph who declared, "I know that my Redeemer lives"? Okay, I'm going to guess, and I believe it's Job. That is correct, Amanda. <laughs> You are right. That is exactly it. And what's amazing about that is that he, all his woes and all of the stuff he's going through, and he's like, you know what? My Redeemer lives. He knows. He knows what's going on. But he was just having a tough time in the situation. Right? Right. That's right. And you know what? That's kind of comforting to me because I had my little parakeet die, and uh, she was one of my favorite birds, and, you know, she was white like a dove. So I just want to thank you for, um, you know, sympathizing with me and um, on that and just mentioning that. So yeah. thank you so much. And you know what? We love you. We just want you to know that we're, we're with you. We're for you. We understand that. And we just want that hurt in your heart to just heal up so fast and that the Lord will just kind of comfort you in that process. Okay? That's important. Right. Okay? You're a dear sister well, in the Lord, and we love you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Right. Okay, thank you. All right, God, God bless. bless you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, we'll take our break, even though we're not even close to... I don't know where we're breaks are. We just we just take them. We just go with the flow. Uh, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. So we we chatted uh, about it on the phone, and it turned out that he had a pastor who used to be his pastor reach out to him and say, the Lord put you on my heart. You know, I want to know what's going on in your life. He had another person say, hey, if you got this situation, let me know. He was talking to me. He was talking to somebody else. And it was like he had like four sources of support. And didn't even realize that what he was seeing was the circumstance, which we all do. And and when we pulled it back and looked at it, he's like, yeah, there's like four different places he was getting support from. And it's like, that's amazing. But see, that's not that amazing in the context of just what Peter and John said when they went into the temple. Children, you men of Israel, why does this miracle surprise you? Why does it even surprise us? God does so many things to reach to us and to speak to us. He is never, let me just say this, he is never absent from your tragedy. He is never absent disappeared from your circumstance. It's never happened. Long before you said yes, God said yes to you. Just just think about the level of that, the commitment that would take. That means that God looked at my life and... In spite of my, <laughs> in spite of my insanities, said, "Yeah, we'll take him." Is that amazing? Think about how amazing that is. And so I was. Uh, somebody had sent me a video about somebody who had a, an experience in heaven, and I was like, "Well, you know, I, I like some of those, but some of those are kind of weird and squirrely." And da 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 da. And then it, the Lord was reminding me about my own dream that I had about making it 
in heaven where God had the king had his arm around me and he showed me different things in my life. And here's where you accepted my son. Let me tell you something. God will reach you and touch you and speak to you. The biggest question for all of us is, are we listening? Do you remember what happened when uh, the Lord spoke over Jesus? Uh, the Father spoke from heaven over Jesus, and the Bible says that the people thought that it thundered. But it didn't thunder. God spoke. See what? See that right there? That, that right there. Yeah. Because what we do is we think what oh, thundered. But it's God speaking. The biggest question is, are we listening? Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here we go. 50-50 on this one. True or false, the Pharisees said about Jesus, See, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. Is that true or false? True or false, the Pharisees said about Jesus, See, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. If you think you know the answer, you can. Call in at 972-445-0770. You can also text in at 214-210-8483. And then you can send an email, david at org. We'll also send you to the website. And at the website is a place to give. Plus, like I mentioned before, uh, you can get some information there about how to like send a check to the station, or you can call direct after the show. And actually, if you're going to do that, probably about three th- between 3.30 and 4 is a great time to do it because I'm on the road going, well, there's another nice bumper. Well, there's another nice bumper. And I do that for a really long time. Uh, and then the only thing I'm going to send you to the website, don't forget, by the way, uh, we're going to have a video getting up there pretty soon, and then we'll have brochures, and, uh, you know, so the whole thing is going to be uh, rocking and rolling, so to speak. In the meantime, though, check out the website, and if you can give and you don't mind giving through the site, do that, hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? HeMustIncrease.org Looking to give to this ministry? HeMustIncrease.org Confused by what's happening right now? HeMustIncrease.org HeMustIncrease.org I don't know what to do now. (laughs) You know, first of all, that's obviously a rocket ship. So, Oh, definitely. Yeah. And uh, and then they're just short. I just don't know. I don't know what to do. But I didn't tell anybody. We're on like ten other podcasty things. Have you seen those numbers on the podcast the feeds? Yeah, they're like at three, four hundred. Now they're at like eighteen hundred. It's like what is going on? Anyhow, let me tell you this: two things. One, uh, Lewis just wanted me to communicate with Cordelia that he's going to be praying for her because he knows exactly what she's talking about, and that's just what I love about the body. I mean, you just you just reach out, you say it to me, I'll say it to somebody else. Like fine. That's what we do. We're connectors. And then the other thing is I want to give Steve props. 
because he was talking about the criteria, which we're going to go back to in a second in Nehemiah. And he said, if we went by those criteria, those old enough to understand, he said, I would be excluded. <laughs> it's like, I completely relate to that. <laughs> I mean, they're going, huh? Well, huh? Uh, all right. Trivia question. What is the trivia question? Trivia question is, true or false, the Pharisees said about Jesus, see, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. Is that true or false? You got a 50-50. You can call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-2108483 or send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Let's do our history. Let's go. All right, this is a little different on some of these. Some of these history ones are good, and some are just a little, you know, that's a little different. Okay, you ready? It's for May 9th, so I'm just, okay. That's today. Is it really? All day? Like daily. Today is Lost Sock Memorial Day. (laughs) That's legend. (laughs) Right there. Lost, lost... Lost Sock Memorial Day should somehow be emblazoned somewhere, right? Where all the lost socks go. Well, they should have accepted Jesus and they wouldn't have been lost. Uh, okay, that's that one. The other one, National Butterscotch Brownie Day. I'm, I'm down for that. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a, a brookie kind of thing depending on how you do it. And, but Butterscotch Brownie, come on. Oh, you guess, uh, it's unbelievable. National Sleepover Day, I don't know what that is. Hooray for Buttons Day. I prefer zippers. Okay. And then tear the tear 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 the tags off the mattress day. You know? You can't do that. It's illegal. Even if you own it and have had it for twenty years. And that company's out of business, they will hunt you down. Uh last uh, couple things to tell you before we're gonna get out of here. Uh First U.S. postage due stamp. First United States postage due stamps are issued that consisted of one, two, three, and five cent denominations. Smokey the Bear, a bear cub, is rescued from a New Mexico fire, becoming the symbol for forest fire prevention. Smokey the Bear. That's how they got there. And then uh, Mr. Rod, 1969, Mr. Rogers breaks the color barrier. In 1969, many places in America did not allow uh, black and white people to engage. Mr. Rogers invited Officer Clemens, who was an African-American, to join him in cooling his feet in the waiting pool, breaking the color barrier. There you go. See? That's we, there's some things we do that have value to it. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's go back to the text, and then we'll do the trivia. Is there anything else I'm missing? I'm probably missing something. Don't say a brain. I know you were going to say that. I can see it. I was going to say a couple marbles. Okay. Okay, Back to this. I want you to catch this. This is the part. Now, the last part, this is the worst part. (laughs) This is all the same thing, so I got nothing. Uh, So on October 8th, Ezra the priest brought the scroll of the law before the assembly, which included the men and the women and all the children old enough to understand. He faced the square just inside the water gate from early morning until noon and read aloud to everyone who could understand. All the people paid close attention to the book of the law. Now, I'm going to say this because I go to church and I know how it is in church. And you can tell me all. And I've been on both sides of the platforms. Don't, don't, don't even tell me. 
the great thing that's happened to the church is you can come in there with your phone, which has your Bible. The worst thing that's happened to the church is you can come in there with your phone, which has your Bible, and 10,000 other apps. And people don't pay attention the same way they used to. You can tell me what you want, but the reality check is for those of us, and I am guilty of this from time to time, okay? If, if Noel has to work on a Sunday, I sit in the back, okay? Because, you know, then you're not, you know, right? I mean, you're, you're further back. When she doesn't have to work, we sit up closer. If you sit up closer, you pay more attention, period. You want to know why? Because if you're in the third or fourth row and you start looking at your phone while that guy's teaching, he knows. And you know he knows, and you won't do it. You can tell me anything you want. It's a truth. I know people hate to talk about this stuff, but this is the practical church stuff. Sitting in the back is your way of escaping, depending on whether you like the sermon or not. Sit closer. That's my. I'm actually going to say that to you. Pay attention, right? If you're following a sermon, you'll find out that the sermon actually has many of these weird concepts called cohesive thoughts. And the cohesive thoughts build upon one another. It's amazing. And then they build into a structure or a reason or a learning system by which you can grow in the Lord if we pay attention. Okay, we're going to go past our break as you've already probably figured out. So the bottom line is don't tell me you're so broke you can't pay attention. Okay, that's the old joke. The you and I, when we get to church, need to focus our attention. We're not there to make an appearance, although some people making an appearance is a good thing, I gotta say. Uh, but we're not there for other, we're there to worship the Lord, to learn of the Lord, to grow in the Lord, and be connected. Don't have your out. Don't have your, uh, what's the, you have an out for during the service. You know, you've got to focus on what's going on. What's amazing is that many times the Lord will have something very intense or important to tell you and offer it to you, but you know what you have to do just like you did when you, you heard about Jesus? You have to receive it. You have to listen to it. You have to pay attention. And if you don't, then you might miss a great gold nugget. Does it mean you won't get saved if you don't pay attention every minute in church? Of course not. But does it mean you might miss a blessing intended for you? Of course what if God has something that will help you in that sermon or can help you understand it in such a way? Remember, it's not what the person says. It's not even what you hear. It's what God does with it between the person saying it and you hearing. That's where the power is. How God can transform it into our lives. you got to pay attention. So look at all the people paid close attention to the book of the law. They listened. I want to hear this. You know what? In 30 minutes, you can do everything else that you're going to do. No problem. But for that 30 minutes, God owns it. Give it to him. There's nothing wrong with that. All right. True or false, the Pharisees said about Jesus, see, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. That is True. John chapter 12, verse 19. The whole world was going after Jesus, and the Pharisees were so jealous. Hmm. All right, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. 
Captain Chris here from the David Spoon Experience. I help coordinate the radio show, and we're looking for a few good people to join our crew and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of the radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, gee, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Me too! The truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you already have all that you need to have to be part of this ministry. Uh, but Chris, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no! Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form, and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position, so you may appeal to a higher power. What is the David Spoon Experience? Uh, let me tell you what I, I, I I'm, to, I'm torn between the two. I'm twixt between the torn two. You want to know why? I've got the biggest breaking story ever. No, to you be need to do that first. Yeah. I just can't wait. More than more than my whole thing about the four-way stop sign. Yep. You want me to do the number one story? That's Ladies right. and gentlemen, you better get ready. Here's what, here's my advice. I don't give this advice very often, and I don't give it uncheckfully. What's uncheckfully? I don't know. Here's the biggest story you have ever heard on the David Spoon Experience. If you have children who are listening, if you are not in a car, it's time to cover their errors or send them into another room. That's how chilling this is. Ladies and gentlemen, I have it off the press literally within the last two and a half hours. Uh, actually, it's less than two and a half hours ago. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. I have it right in my hands. Get ready. Do not, do not get nauseous when you hear this. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a fact that as of today, the Navy, the United States Navy, officially has made its proclamation. Ready? Ready? Are you ready? Are you listening? This is the most important thing ever. You ready? That Captain Crunch is a fraud. Ladies and gentlemen, the United States Navy has declared that Captain Crunch... I do not buy it. No, listen to this. Here's why. Let me tell you why. Captain Crunch has three stripes on his cuffs, and that signifies a commander and not a captain. So uh, the United States Navy has made it absolutely known today, Captain Crunch, nay... He nay a captain. Nay. Now, it is true. Are the cereal? No. Commander Crunch? Yes, Commander Crunch. That's the new. That's why I told you, don't let your kids hear this. It is possible that that uniform could represent either German or Portuguese Navy. They are not sure because all of those uniforms were lost with uh, their great navies. And if you can't Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where I missed our good friend Al's text. I can't believe I missed this. And he wanted us to say hi to Megan and Jenna. And I don't know if we caught them early enough or we missed it. So we're going to do it anyway, and then he can play it on the podcast so that they can know that uh, their their dad is great. We love Al. Al's great. So we're just going to say it real quickly. Hi, Megan. Hi, Jenna. Okay. That's how we do that. 
And so, uh, if Al, if you've got that, text me. And if they missed it, uh, do the replay, and then I'll text you later and tell you to do that. And then Eric came up with a great idea. So he's just another. You guys are just killing it today. He what he does to pay attention is he takes notes during the sermon. See, that's that's the way. That's what we do. Now, I, I'll confess something, but I gotta be really careful. So. Noel's super creative, okay? And so when we do uh, Bible stuff, right, and we're at church, I got her a Bible that she can doodle in because she concentrates the best when she's, like, coloring and stuff. So if you see her doing that, it's not because she's not paying attention. That's how it helps her pay attention. I know it sounds crazy, right? I did tell her. That's the best gift I ever got you. And you know what? She, she believes that. She believes that. That's funny. Okay. Anyhow, uh, trivia question. <laughs> I didn't say most expensive gift. <laughs> Did you notice that? All right. Boy, I hope I got that for Al. If Al, boy, I really hope so. If not, I will, I'll let him know. All right. Uh, and then Lewis wants me to tell his wife that he's great, too, that maybe she'll believe you. Lewis is great. Okay. Who said, while being stoned, and that's not in a nice way, look, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God? Who said that? Uh, if you think you know the answer, you want to reach out to us. Uh, okay, work, work phone. Uh, the number here to call is 972-445-0770. That's the number to call. You can also text in... Uh, 214-210-8483, and then you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Who said, okay, who said, while being stoned, look, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Who said that? Uh, let me know if you think you know the answer. So instead of finishing up on Nehemiah, which we pretty much, I think I've Beat that to, you know, beat that down pretty good. I'll just read that verse, and then I'm going to go a completely different direction because that's what we do. Uh, uh, the last thing I want you to see is uh, Nehemiah 8.4. Ezra the scribe stood on a high wooden platform that had been made for the occasion. Ezra stood on the platform in full view of all the people. Uh, some people say, well, what, why <clears throat> do people stand up when they're uh, preaching or teaching or whatever? And that's one of the reasons. That's an example. It's not the only way to do it. Jesus taught when he was standing. He was taught while he was in a boat. He was taught while he was in a circle. There's no one way. There's only one way to do it. It's like, that's ridiculous. There's a bazillion ways to do it. Okay? All right. Uh, somebody ready to answer the trivia question? All right, here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Larry B. Larry Bell. Hey, brother. Uh, how are you? How you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. Hey, great. So am I. So uh, am I. Awesome. A little All hot right. out here, but I'm but I'm I'm enjoying. Uh, well, see, I, I like I like the studio. It's nice and cold. <laughs> oh man. Oh, oh, how I love to be in Samara now, but now. I gotta sit out here for two more hours. Uh oh, that's a long time. I I feel you. I feel your pain with you. I I do. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. lived in Phoenix, so okay. I really understand. You, you know who that was? That 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 said who? I I see uh, uh, Jesus standing on the right hand of of the Father of the throne. Who was it? It was Stephen. That is right, sir. <laughs> 
It was well, Steven. Yeah, Got Steven it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Excellent job, brother. Fantastic Great. work. And make sure you stay hydrated and don't let the heat get to you, okay? No, I'm not. I'm going to grab me a bottle of water out of the cooler in a minute. I'm uh, Keep uh, me in your prayers, if you would, please. You you got it, brother. I will absolutely. And if you want to talk to us about it, you can call it tomorrow, and then we'll take some time and make sure to pray on the air. Okay, okay, sure will. All right, Have God a bless. good day, man. Enjoy your program. Thank you, brother. God bless you. All right, bye-bye. All right. Uh, Al now wants me to give a shout-out to Lori, his wife. Hi, Lori. Hi. It's shout-out day. Hi. Hi. Okay. Start charging for these. Hey, you know what? They, they used to do that, right? That's how we used to do it at uh, Salem. They do a, you know, you're going to give a shout out. You had to pay people. We're not like that yet. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's a joke. All right. Uh, so we're going to skip the rest of Nehemiah. I think you guys get the idea. Nehemiah, what platform are we on? Here's something I want, I want to tell you. It's really kind of fascinating. It's uh, in for my devotions this morning. And we're going to be teaching on 1 Samuel, just not quite yet because we've got like five other books we're getting to. But listen to this that I came across in 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 20. It says this. And this is Samuel responding to the children of Israel. And they asked for a king, because, and they shouldn't have asked for the king a king because the Lord was their king. And they rejected God being the king and then decided to let uh, mankind be or uh, one of their own be a king. And, and that was not the way to go about it. And they repented. But look at what Samuel says in 1 Samuel 12, 20. He says, don't be afraid, Samuel reassured them. You have certainly done wrong, but make sure now that you worship the Lord with all your heart and that you don't turn your back on him in any way. So listen to that instruction and let that be something that really helps you. And for me, too, I need this just as much as everybody else, probably probably more, which is probably not good. But, you know, when the Lord challenges you on something or you're doing something wrong, you know you're doing it wrong. You're not, it's not even an issue of justifying. It's just like doing that wrong. That's wrong. Uh and, and you come before the Lord and you acknowledge that, and that's what the whole text prior talks about is acknowledging that, okay? And Samuel's response is, don't be afraid. You have certainly done wrong. In other words, when you do wrong and you confess before the Lord, that doesn't mean you didn't do it. You did it. It was wrong. Just own it. The problem with not owning it is either arrogance or stupidity. Don't do that. Just say, ah, it's, I did that. That was wrong, okay? Yep, my bad. Right, And then he says, but make sure now that you worship the Lord with all your heart and you don't turn your back on him in any way. In other words, you, the Lord you know, works in your life. He's doing things in your life. You do something wrong. You acknowledge that wrong. You confess that wrong. You bring it to the Lord. And the response is, okay, great. You've acknowledged that wrong. You did do wrong. It was bad. Now move forward. And what too many people do in the Christian faith is they move nowhere or they move backwards or they just fixate on the, on the, on the struggle. Stop that. I mean, stop that. It's like, you know, you know, this is true, too. People drive on the road and you see an accident, right? <clears throat> what do you do while you're driving on the road and you see an accident? What do you do? You look and you just keep looking and you just keep looking. Sometimes you almost get into your own accident because you're looking at that accident, right? Everybody knows that's true. Stop looking so long. You want to get a glance in, that's fine. But don't glance so long that you get into an accident yourself. 
Well, sometimes we do something wrong, and we can get so focused on what we've done wrong. That's all we're seeing. That's all we see. That's all we see. And that just, we get fixated. Okay, look, you've done wrong. Acknowledge the wrong. Now fixate on the Lord instead of what you were doing wrong. Get more strength and power that direction than from, from what you've done wrong. Make a decision before the Lord to get freedom from him and grace from him and mercy from him and walk in that love. And then for some of you out there, you won't be walking in so much inward pain because the Lord can relieve that pain from his grace and from his mercy. I know. That's not how they say it in church. I don't care how they say it in church. I care how it says it in the word. God created the universe. The dude can write a book. That's all you got to know. Doesn't take a lot. Get it? All right. All right. Love you guys. Stay strong. Fun for a Monday. Fun day Monday. We like that. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll be back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.